you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas! Oh, you gonna be all right? Well, we're here. We did it. We made it back to another episode. But uh, it's not going to be It's Them Damn Enchiladas, the podcast. Carlos Rivera is off in the world, doing his thing, being awesome, wherever he is. We appreciate him. But he's not here. So uh, it's that damn Griff with another damn free-for-all. Halloween edition, holiday edition, spooky season edition, whatever you want to call it. Because we're right in October. Uh, It is October 2nd. 2023 and we're here just gonna hang out just gonna chill gonna say hey gonna talk about uh whatever we want just centering around this current halloween holiday season i'm here with rob christie we got mark warren lurking here with us and uh yeah guys just here talking hang out so i want to ask y'all we're here watching watching spooky movies, if possible. Uh, I got in on my Halloween list. I didn't write one out this year. I just started watching stuff on the first. Um, and I ran across a couple of fun ones. But before I get into my little venture into a month-long marathon, what are y'all's kind of feelings about anything you're excited for excited to watch first time watch anything like that uh for this particular halloween season first time watch no i've got i've got a lot of choices there a lot of a lot of series that i've never touched at all one that i actually picked up not too long ago and uh this might elicit a groan or two but it's uh the leprechaun series (laughs) and uh I think I'm going to start on that sometime this month and uh, just see how I feel about it by the time I get to the end, which uh, I, I I don't know what I'm expecting. I mean, it's a it's a movie about a terrifying, a terrifying, murderous leprechaun. And I'm just like, how how offensive is this going to get <laughs> like immediately? I, I put it to you this way, Rob, you know, in wrestling when there's a heel and everybody just likes that heel so much that they end up turning him face. Oh no. <laughs> That's kind of like the leprechaun movies, except more towards comedy and away from horror. All right. I would implore you to at least watch long enough until you get to the classic lep in the hood. I was, oh. I was going to ask if you were going to, if, if oh. you're going to go to leprechaun in the hood. Oh boy. Starring none other than Ice T. Yeah, yeah, I dig Ice T. Body Count's a great band. Body Count is a great band. He's a pioneer in rap. But uh, Leprechaun Hood. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a. I'm going to ask about another series real quick. Have either of y'all watched any of the Puppet Master movies? I had seen the first two um, when they uh, when they went full tilt into invoking Nazis. Mm. That's when uh, that's when I said, "No, we're we're going to leave those where they should be in the annals of history to be shunned forever." <laughs> because I get it, it's fiction. It's a horror movie. You can do whatever you want, but. Doesn't mean um, you should. Doesn't mean you should. And uh, as as current events continue to teach us, mm. um, uh, uh, people, people, uh, people are irresponsible. Let's put it that way. 
All right. So I'm going to watch the first two of those and then probably stop. <laughs> once once those certain signifiers show up, that's it. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunate. Like I, I'm laughing to to not start cursing everybody. That's that's how that goes. That's yeah. defensive laughter. This is not condone condoning laughter by any means. Uh, one other series, and then I'll stop doing this. <laughs> I have watched one of the Chucky movies, and that's it. And uh, I need to go back to the beginning there because the one that I watched was uh, one we were. I'm not going to say which one it is because we were at some point planning to talk about it. But that was uh, that was a while ago. So <laughs> <laughs> it's nowhere near the first one. So I got to go back to the beginning and yeah. uh, start from there and also watch the TV show. Yeah. Uh, TV show is actually starting up again this week on Wednesday. So that's uh, uh, the 4th, 4th of October, season three. Um, it's going to be split in two parts because of the strike, which let's, let's do an update there since we are in the free fall yeah. and it is current news. Uh, congratulations to the Writers Guild of America because they got their deal. Pencils are up. They're no longer down. And um, they got everything they were looking for and then some. It is a historic uh, contract that was signed. So congrats to them because things are looking up for them. Um, Screen Actors Guild went into negotiations today. So fingers crossed they get uh, everything they're looking for as well fairly soon. And um, I wonder if that includes the uh, the uh, video game. Apparently the video game voice actor section is separate. Yes. Uh, I believe they did vote to authorize a strike yeah i don't know so, if they've decided to start one yet yeah um so that's that's currently well with with how things are going uh we are in the, we are in the middle of a labor movement so mm-hmm. it looks like uh that will probably go forward and then once that does go forward hopefully voice actors get their due as well uh, because again yeah, uh, everyone should be paid uh well and, and a living wage uh, for their for their labor. So we support all labor movements here. Then we definitely support not stealing labor with uh, AI. <clears throat> Zoom. <clears throat> Jeez, where did that come from? <clears throat> <laughs> Something's lurking. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you're saying Chucky series. Yes. Um, yes, it is fantastic. It is one of the few times uh, that a horror franchise has been shepherded by its original creator, Don Mancini, has overseen every mainline entry uh, and the TV series. Um, and the through line is fantastic once you start working your way through it. Uh it's 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 a fun time. Um, I, I think I'm still surprised that uh, Fiona Dorf's work in the TV series did not get some sort of like widespread acclaim recognition because she's doing some stuff in those first two seasons that is uh, beyond phenomenal. So. I'm interested to see what happens once you start getting into that stuff because that TV series is wild. So Chucky, he said Leprechaun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I I I started my uh, ho- uh, Halloween viewing with two movies. Um, the third Saturday in October, part five. And the third Saturday in October, part one. Now, these are interesting. Um, these are the idea behind this. Uh, it, it is a throwback to the days of the video store, where, you know, you, as a youngin', uh, we typically did not watch uh, long running series in order. 
we started with with the sequel beforehand and then got back to the original and then you know moved around as we pleased um these two films are meant to watch the part five first and then you watch part one um so it is an ultimate throwback uh, both of them are on tubi right now and i'm not really going to spoil it i'm just going to say while I was watching it, I was also frantically searching to see if they were available on disc. Oh, it's usually a good sign. Yeah. And then when I was done with part one, I went back and watched part five again. Like, way too much fun. Like, I can't even talk about it because I'm the only one that saw it. So. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, I'm going to watch them again this month because, damn it, they're a lot of fun. Uh, like it's it's rare to um you come across a project that is well dedicated to that extent to able to to be able to recreate that feel and experience so definitely a must watch in my book i noticed uh because i'm bookmarking these on tubi now so i can go back to them later that they're listed as horror and comedy yeah. Someday we're going to have to have a nice long conversation about how, at least I feel like those are very much two sides of the same coin. Extremely related. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, I mean, to an extent, horror movies are inherently funny. Um, Because the situation is situations don't make sense they don't make sense you you watch you watch a funny movie and you wonder why 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 the fuck is there a goat here (laughs) right (laughs) um there's also part of my brain it's like i completely agree with you by the way and there's also another part of my brain that's just like what does that say about us as people (laughs) because i feel very confident that it ain't just us that that's a that's that's going to be a very common thread. Yeah. <laughs> and what the what the fuck is wrong with us? Every single like, one know, of us. Well, like it's inherently funny. Like you watch you watch Friday Thirteenth movie. Uh, Jason gets to chasing folks, and somebody's gonna fall down a hill. It's like you you knew there was a hill there. <laughs> you know that there's an incline. Adjust, <laughs> adjust that footwork. Hey. I think I wonder if part of it is that I would I would uh, express that slapstick is funny as hell, and a fair amount of the humor in horror movies is is physical comedy, like the yeah. scenario you just described, people tripping over shit. It's it's just like like how Jump. this is your house, you know that's there. <laughs> Jump scares with the cat jumping out of a cabinet. Right. Uh, yep. Like, especially when it looks like the cat was never in the cabinet; it was just thrown from off screen. It's like, okay, what'd you do that to the cat for? Like, <laughs> like how much did you want that shot? I hope that cat scratched the shit out of you at least <laughs> once. <laughs> Why would you do that? I said, of course, the ultimate uh, horror comedy performance is. Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead too. Mm-hmm. Just because, uh, well, he goes through it and then some. To the point where his his character is irreversibly changed in Army of Darkness and <laughs> any follow-up media because you cannot do that performance twice. Can't Evil Dead the- 2 is just once in a lifetime. What's the expression? You can't put the lightning back in the bottle? No. Speaking of comedic performances in horror movies, uh, just because we're free-for-alling, one of my favorites is Robert Carlyle in Ravenous. <laughs> Ravenous. I, will f- I, I can find a way to work that movie, into, especially when it's like, like come on, right? that's the, the horror comedy wheelhouse. Come on, it's right there. Now, uh, I wasn't going to mention this because it didn't come into my brain till just now. This is not really a little bit of horror comedy, the house of a thousand corpses. 
There's some oh, uh, no, there's no, some comedy funny. elements there. It, it's funny. And uh, uh, how old do you think that movie is? That movie is at least 22 years old, if yep. not older, because it was held. It was sat on for a couple of years. Uh, I'm going to look I, this up to make sure I'm not about to lie. Hopefully y'all don't hear my keyboard. 2003 is when it's listed. Okay, yeah. So it's supposed to come out. Supposed to come out in 2001, I think. Yeah, that's that movie is 20 years old. Yep. Just just stew ruminate on that for a second. And I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to not buy the 20th anniversary edition of it, just because my brain's like, you don't need this, and the rest of my brain is like, fuck off. Yes, I do. <clears throat> Shut your mouth. <laughs> you don't need it, but you're gonna buy it. That it, it's it's wild that uh, and I I know Carlos isn't here, but once I say these two movies, he'll start cursing somewhere because that's how it works. <laughs> it 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 is wild that uh, Rob Zombie has had the 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 career in horror that he has had uh from. The, the Firefly trilogy to 31 and and uh Lords of Salem, which I think is his best movie. And then uh uh two Halloween movies that are uh depending on who you talk to equally maligned and revered, uh depending on which one you're talking about. Um but that's that's another that's a whole other episode, those two movies. One of them full of Carlos Cursing. So apologies to Carlos because I know, <laughs> I know he hates it. He hates anytime those movies are brought up. He, hell, he probably preferred if I talked about Dream Warriors right now. But sorry, no, I'm going to talk about Halloween again. I apologize. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Did you? Carlos isn't a fan of Dream Warriors. No, Carlos doesn't like when I bring it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's. I guess that's fair. Also, you just added another movie to my watch list <laughs> because I've never seen Lords of Salem. Oh, and now yeah, I, I have to do that. Go it's ahead and Pluto. skip skip right over the haunted world of El Super Bisto, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. You ever really want to like something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a, that's just, happened I, to me. Yeah. I was I was talking about one of those movies earlier. I just noticed. I'm sorry. I just noticed the cast in Lords of Salem. Uh, I mean, you have Sid Haig in a movie. I'm at least going to watch it, which means I got to go way back <laughs> someday. <clears throat> uh, but it's also has Ken. I'm going to say his name wrong. Ken Foray. Foray. Yeah. So he likes to cast. Yeah, Rob Zombie apparently just likes to cast a lot of the same folks, which you know, I don't blame him. Yeah, I, I do like that one of those folks is his wife. That's like, you know, okay. And uh, Sherry Moon Zombie is great in Lord of Salem and 31. And she does great stuff in Three from Hell, too. She's good in Three from Hell. I thought she was a lot better in Devil's Rejects than she was in House of a Thousand Corpses. And truth be told, I didn't mind her in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, so. it's, just, it's fine. I'm like, it's it's fine, whatever. There's been there's been more there's been more egregious acts put on film as far as casting goes. Like like give it a rest, people. Like yeah. like it's not whatever. <laughs> I think I, everyone who's like uh, she only gets cast because she's his wife. It's like yeah, and, and she's, you she's tell me a- you wouldn't cast a family member, whether it's whether it's your partner or a brother or sister. In in some kind of role in a movie, if you got to make that decision, get out of here. That does good character work in a performance. So, like, what's what's the problem? What's the problem? Besides, people have trouble <laughs> parsing such things. But hey, that's another episode. So, for another podcast yet to be ma- named, I I started my Halloween watching off last night which we can't really talk about this movie yet, but I'm going <laughs> to highly encourage everyone to go see Saw 10. 
Star Tim. Now, what, what I can say about the movie is what they showed before the movie. Okay. Which was a trailer for The Exorcist Believer. Oh. 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 Which is out on Friday. Okay. So okay. have you have you all had any exposure to the new Exorcist stuff? Yeah, I saw a couple Just of commercials. Trailer. And yeah. um I'm I'm gonna wait, you know. Uh I don't mind it. It's it's brought out the boobirds complaining about Blumhouse and still you know, complaining about what they think David Gordon Green did to Halloween, which like I which just make three pretty good Halloween it, movies. It, I mean, it, 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 it points to like, um, God, those Halloween films are not the problem. The problem is that it's not doing what people want, which they won't get until it comes out and they have no control over it. Right. Uh, it's a, it's an entitlement thing. It's, you know, someone sees their perspective on a franchise being such and such. That's all they want. They want it to line up with the thoughts and themes that they infer from what's on the thing. And I get it. I mean, we we come to this stuff, you know, how, how, we, how we deal with it. And it's fine. Whatever. But there's a level of, um, let's go with antagonism surrounding this stuff. That uh, that, that that makes me give it the side eye a little bit. Like really, like 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 this stuff pisses you off that much. See, this is the kind of shit you send fucking death threats and harass people over. Instead of just saying, "Well, okay, this isn't for me," and just walking the fuck away from it. I don't know how many yeah. times I've I I don't understand how people. Appre- and how how so some people would say how they approach criticism. It's like, man, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Death threats are not criticism. Harassing people about a thing you don't like is not criticism. Talking about the thing you don't like and saying, well, here's why I don't like it. Okay, that's criticism. No one asked, but, you know, people are still going to offer. <clears throat> that was probably at least a mildly hypocritical statement on my part, but that's okay. Because I don't harass people over shit I don't like. I just say, I didn't care for that. And typically, I don't think there's much point in asking people why. Because sometimes yeah. you just bounce yeah. off shit. Yeah. I think the, the most common answer I would ever uh, get when I say, well, you know, why do you think that? I don't know. I just don't like it. Okay. And it's like, all right. <laughs> and the but yeah it's going to be hard to get more detail than that if that's just what happened to somebody because they're not going to go back to it to right. look at it harder and see okay what actually what actually is it that i didn't like about whatever this is and and i'm going to say it again because apparently some folks probably not our audience typically but some folks need to hear it None of that is licensed for you to be a shithead about it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, it's whatever with the Exorcist movie. I mean, it, it, the, the first movie ain't going nowhere. Uh, no. No, nobody, nobody gives a shit about part two that much unless somebody comes out and says, yeah, I really like part two. It's underrated. And it's like, okay, whatever. Um cool. Uh, part three is great, but again, you know, that comes back up and around here and there. I think people have worn out that jump scare. Might have to put it back in hibernation for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We have to, have to see. You know, what the movie does and how people receive it are going to be two completely different things. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I like the attempt. Somebody's going to do it eventually. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's interesting that you've got that same crew, you know, because they've already said they're doing three new movies. So, yeah. So what I'm hearing is Blumhouse loves their trilogies. And you know what? Uh, Where warranted, I guess. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's a marketing thing. 
Yeah. yeah. It, it also at least points to kind of having like an idea of how you want the story to go for at least whatever you plan to do with the story. So it's not like just it's it's not just, hey, we're going to make three movies because it's going to make the most money. I mean, that might be part of it, but it's not it seems to me anyway, like it's not just that. We want to tell this whole story. This is how we're going to do it. Cool. And what I'm about to say is going to sound derisive at first. It's not. But think about what I'm saying when I say this. As long as they don't pull a Star Wars sequel trilogy, everything will be fine. And I say this as somebody who did not have a problem with the trilogy at all. Because uh, there's a hell of a lot more stories to be told with everything that did or did not happen in those three movies. I didn't have a problem with two parts of the sequel trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) And Honestly, I don't feel a need to spend any more energy other than I didn't like the things they did in Rise of Skywalker. And that's all I need to say. I just yeah. I, do, I don't need to spend hours and hours recording YouTube videos complaining about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, the focus on that one was um, misguided. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> It, not a horror movie, but um, an, another movie that they showed a trailer for last night is John Woo's first American movie in 20 years. Bet. I just watched this trailer today. Silent Night. So Silent what Night. I found interesting about that trailer, Adam, is it wasn't until I looked up the movie afterwards that I found out the movie has no dialogue. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd love that. <laughs> I'm very curious. The trailer is interesting. It, it, I mean, it definitely is like a hype for John Woo coming back to America. Um, I, I brought it up today at the office and like one of, one of the guys I work with was like, who's that? Oh, no. I was like, who's that? Oh, You've never no. seen The Killer? I have to. Blow. I have to confess. I have also never seen either of those movies. Put them on your Rob, list. Rob, okay. no. Okay, we're gonna do one better. Um, Rob, we're gonna do a special episode on the killer in Hard Boiled. Okay. Because there's enough violence in both those movies to make them horror movies if you look at it from a certain point of view. All right. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna see where I can uh, stream those. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we went out to talk later. Uh, when I when I mentioned Face Off, everybody knew knew what that was. Um, right. But I didn't realize that he hadn't made an American movie since Paycheck. Paycheck, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it because it's it's of course it's John Woo back in action, both literally <laughs> and genre wise. Um, starring Joel Kinnaman, who was most recently in The Suicide Squad. Uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, uh, playing Rick Flag. So, yeah, I'm all in because there's they're doing a lot of cool from what I saw on the trailer, doing a lot of cool stuff with uh, the various action set pieces. And the fact that it has no dialogue means that, at the very least, sound effects and audio work in that movie is probably going to be phenomenal, regardless. So. Definitely, um, definitely looking forward to to when that uh, comes out. I'm just, I'm just happy. Killer and Hardboiled are two of my favorites of all time. So, well, one of those is streamable. Yeah, those hard, hard boiled. Those have been out of print for quite some time. This one, I may just have to buy it on a buy the DVD. It's 20 bucks it's not crazy oh yeah they're they're, uh they're worth having on disc uh for your list as well rob if you're doing sid haig movies that would include movies like thx 1138 oh no shit movies like 
Diamonds Are Forever. It would include movies like Coffee and Foxy Brown. It would include movies like Spider Baby. That dude has been in everything. He did. He did a lot. Dude, he had an amazing career. Just give me an excuse to watch uh, Jackie Brown. So I got inspired by my uh, third Saturday in October viewing. I was like, let me just pick a random sequel that I haven't seen. So I watched um, what now I now consider a new classic, an underrated new classic from the late 1990s. I watched From Dust Till Dawn to Texas Blood Money. <laughs> and damn it, I had a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> People are so goddamn weird about people <laughs> having fun with movies. It's okay. You can just have fun with the thing. You don't have to think it's fun. You don't even have to think it's good to have fun with it. <laughs> I had so much fun. I watched From Dust to Dawn 3, The Hangman's Daughter. And again. Did you keep having fun. I kept having fun. It was, I bet. Hey. Like, I get it. They're direct video sequels to a beloved blockbuster movie but it's still fun i mean the effects are great the vampires in those movies are always a blast why not why not did you know there's also a from dust till dawn tv show yes and i watched the first two seasons of it because i watched el ray uh Religiously, <laughs> for the years that it was on, its first run, not the second run, because the first run had Freddy's nightmares, and of course, I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna leave watch that there. Those. Yeah, yeah I'm, just gonna, <laughs> so I'm gonna watch those because it was rare that it was on TV. So that from Dust Till Dawn, Lucha Underground, El Ray was a great network. It's funny that you bring up Lucha Underground because I just found season three on the Internet Archive last oh. night. <laughs> nice. And that episode features a main event of Pentagon Dark versus Rey Mysterio Jr. I love Lucha Underground. I haven't oh. been able to watch it for like a year. So good. I'm still mad that I didn't get a chance to uh, pick up pick it up on DVD when it was out. Yeah, Amazon wants like three dollars an episode. Yeah. Ooh. Internet That's archive. Too much. While it's still up. <laughs> while yeah. it's still up. Yeah. yeah. Watch. Get everything you can from that place while it still exists. It's, yeah. Times are rough. Everything's going away. Uh, I, I tweeted out a couple. Actually, um, and, and this does tie into the general crux of our podcast. Um, a couple weeks ago, I, I kind of mentioned how uh, it was looking dire for Evil Dead the game, uh, development-wise, because uh, it hadn't really been any communication, and uh, the player base, the community, if you will, uh, was was uh, giving the developers a bunch of shit. Well, a couple weeks ago... Uh, Card flipped over. Uh, Saber Interactive announced that they would not be developing any new content uh, for Evil Dead the game. Um, uh, which, considering, again, considering how uh, the community, or uh, uh, let's go with the more vocal members of uh, various clusters of the internet treat developers, yeah, I don't blame them for not wanting to pursue uh, anything further if it's for those reasons but um knowing that we we know that embracer group has been laying off a lot of people mm-hmm. um uh the fact that those endeavors to pursue something with multiple rights deals in place for a franchise such as evil dead uh financially it might not have been feasible to pursue further development for new content 
um, sabers, say, servers are going to stay up for the future. Sabers said that much. But yeah, uh, no more new content uh, for Evil Dead the game, which it's unfortunate because I think they really could have uh, done something very fun with anything pertaining to Evil Dead Rise. Um, it would have been nice to see a hor- uh, an actual horde mode for that game. Um, in the end, I'm just I'm just pretty bummed because it was a fun game. It's it is a fun game because it is it's still playable, of course. Uh, it's just it's it's getting rough uh, for things in that space in the genre space, both in video games and TV. As we've seen, we've seen stuff get outright deleted and removed from digital space uh, with no but way of being seen out of nowhere. And so it sucks all around for creatives, for people who put their time and effort into uh, creating stuff. Uh, it's a bummer. Uh, Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's it like sh- um, shit never existed. It's like, man, how, how can you do that? Of course, the answer is because it saves them money. I guess. Anyway, and then the follow-up is, you know, where does the money go? It's unacceptable Someone, when we have the ability to archive everything. Like, I get right. it. Me saying yeah. to somebody, "You remember G versus E?" Yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> a fun show. I knew y'all would, but if somebody doesn't know it, they they ain't watching it. Right. True. But, yeah, you know, everything wasn't being archived back then like it is now. So now there's no excuse. Now you're just quibbling over money. Yeah. Imaginary money at that. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they can say that something costs $240 million. But where's that actually going? As we know, people weren't getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> so... Just straight up theft. Oh, yeah, um, I, I'd said I was like, yeah, enjoy the fun stuff while it's here, because uh, no telling, no telling. Like a lot of the stuff now, it's becoming more and more of a privilege to enjoy the stuff. And this goes for horror movies, this goes for video games, goes for anything. It's a privilege to enjoy the stuff because uh, it could be gone quicker than we can realize or it could just get remade into live action y'all notice netflix has really got a thing for remaking anime and manga now into live action they sure do yeah uh yeah i have not watched one piece (laughs) i mean i've heard good things shockingly i say shockingly because especially an anime like that trying to translate it into live action just seems very weird but apparently apparently it's not it's pretty good so it's it's funny because we're on netflix right it's funny because um remember judge's bizarre adventure was hot a couple years ago right could not stop the the buzz on the internet about it and then what happened Netflix bought the rights to the anime and barely heard zip about this last season. Like just it just disappeared practically. So what uh what you're saying is that Netflix likes to try to ruin things. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't say it quite like actually no, uh, I am gonna say it like that. That's it's kinda yeah. seems to be what they do. That's just a it's a damn shame. It it just like I don't know. I feel like there's just not a lot of strategy there. Like, I guess as a positive, I was going to bring up uh, it's something that I watched not too long ago uh, that's on Netflix. Um, it was uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. This is actually very good. You know, I don't know, you know, if that appeals to our audience, but um, well, I would it, say if it does at all, check it out. Um, well, it, it's, a, it's Guillermo del Toro, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I might just I say kind of. The, uh, I have to check out Cabinet of Curiosities. I still have to watch that. I'm just gonna go ahead and okay. say, even if it doesn't appeal to you, just you know, check it out anyway. You might get surprised. Yeah, but it's weird what what, what gets pushed. I think uh, 
I think b- before the show, and I, I'll try to I'll limit what I say when, when I say this. Uh, everybody's chuckling because they know <laughs> they've they've heard me rant. Um, before the show, I was talking about an a a, a uh, an utterance I I saw on 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 the internet of someone saying uh, when referring to uh, to their base of operations, uh, they were saying we we create hype. And it's like a double-edged sword, you know. In, in that regard, you can only be a, a tastemaker of, of of certain ilk until um, it backfires, I guess. Um, this turn of phrase is going to make some people groan, but I assure you I'm not using it in, th- in that way. Uh, when you try to control the narrative in a way that is only beneficial to you and yours uh, concerning genre entertainment, um, it gets a little dicey, I think. Um, if we if we say that stuff like if horror is for everyone, if comic books are for are for everyone, if science fiction is for everyone, um, then it has to mean that it's for everyone and everybody, not just a specific idea of everyone and everybody. You know, um. And in some cases, I do. I do think that this this stuff gets driven by uh, the wrong intent and the wrong voices. You know, like we were talking about uh, the Exorcist earlier. It's like, okay, um, who, who's really talking about this stuff in this way? In a, in a way that either benefits the genre or casts it um, in a less than favorable light. You know, it, it's 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 the Halloween season. How are we really pushing horror movies? Uh, what do we really consider mainstream in that regard? Is there a mainstream, or are we just listening to people we shouldn't be listening to? Honestly, that feels like a yes, a, a yes, a yes question. <laughs> just there is there maybe there is a mainstream. We're definitely listening to people we shouldn't be. <laughs> Because those people are loud as fuck. <laughs> what the? All right, here's a here's a generic question. What the hell is mainstream? What does that even mean? Well, this is a philosophical query. <laughs> well, man, is it driven by money or by by trends? Okay, okay, let's let's drill down. What's mainstream and horror? Part of me wants to say the things that you name. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, which I kind of feel like is probably three series. And if I talk about horror and I say three series, I feel like there's going to be a consensus as to what I'm talking about. But is there? Name three horror series right now. The three the three that you the three that you believe that if you named them, people who maybe aren't even into horror would still know. Well, okay, so we'll see. Here's the thing. If I say Friday Thirteenth, mm-hmm. that might go either way, depending on who I'm talking to. I say Jason Voorhees. I say Jason Voorhees. They think hockey mask. So Jason Voorhees mainstream. Friday Thirteenth could go either way, right? Fair. Child's Play, eh. Chucky mainstream. Um, uh, Hellpriest, no. Pinhead, maybe. Hellraiser, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Halloween holiday. Michael Myers mainstream. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street versus Freddy Krueger. That one I'm actually not sure of. Probably more people are going to identify. You know, they're going to be like, "Oh, the guy with the claw hand and the burned face." What was he in? I don't know. It's like, God damn it! <laughs> I'm about to mute that part. When I, you know, when I'm, if I'm talking to someone and they say, oh, I'm not sure what movie is using, I'm just going to, I'm just going to turn and be like, God. Hey, so here's a scary thought for this Halloween season. Okay. Ride Strike is over, right? So, so everybody's back to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so we might possibly get a uh, Crystal Lake TV series on Peacock in the next couple of years. Um, uh, Halloween, Michael Myers back in in the news because, um, uh, it is rumored uh, that they're going to be shopping around the idea for a uh, TV series 
centered around Halloween, Mike Myers, and things of that nature. Uh, possibly nodding back to Season of the Witch. Uh, going back to those themes. So that's coming back. Um, Chucky is currently uh, gearing up for Season 3. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just had Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that I was cursing about earlier. Uh, <laughs> but should have heard the words coming out of this man's mouth. Woo. <laughs> Gotta say, we're low here. Yeah. Um uh, we're no spaces. No spaces. No, <laughs> no, no spaces. spaces there to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, oh, but no. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about one uh Frederick Jerome Kruger a lot lately not just because um uh, it's a fun universe to play around in for for spec script purposes <laughs> but uh uh are we in danger of losing this stuff like this is a serious thought we just had this like kind of worrisome conversation about how stuff can get deleted and stuff can fall out of out of uh out of the the eye of the public in the blink of an eye if we're not paying attention right and yeah, we get the big Halloween push every year. Uh, Max has a uh, a section dedicated to uh, Halloween movies with Freddy Krueger right in the center. But uh, we haven't had a new Elm Street movie since 2010. Um, and it was a very malign movie at that. Unfortunately, since my brain stopped working, I make it work. And it works in... in the franchise is just fine, especially if you've seen Wes Craven's New Nightmare. <laughs> but um, are we in danger of losing this stuff? Potentially. Absolutely. I don't know why I said potentially. I should have just said, yes, we are in danger of losing it. It's like you said, you know, it's been 13 years since a movie in that franchise came out, right? The last, uh, arguably the last uh thing from that franchise kind of like peripherally from that franchise was the uh, perspective on uh on Wes Craven. No, not Wes Craven, the pers- on uh Robert Englund. Right. Where they he talked cuz he, you know, of course he t- he's going to talk about playing Freddy a great deal. What name something I hate to say this, name something else Robert Englund has done off the top of your head. Now, you might be able to but most people are gonna <laughs> are gonna only know Freddy Krueger. Nightmare Cafe or, uh, was great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, just trust. I'm not trying to poop on anything else that he's done. Just that most people aren't gonna know. And uh, thirteen years. Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 Okay. Stranger that things. that kind of leads into. I mean, what I was kind of thinking. Which is, there's always fans of this stuff, though, that are not going to let this stuff just go. Like, right. yeah. we are we are talking about, like, are they going to do another Freddy movie? Um, yeah. You know, I was all ready to say, like, we're not talking about, their, are they going to do another Witchboard movie? Of course, right. then I found out they are doing a remake of <laughs> Witchboard next year. Um, so then I jumped over to The Gate. I don't see any plans for the gate. Right. Yeah. Steven Dorff might be looking for work, but <laughs> uh Steven Dorff was great in uh True Detective season three. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that does kind of funnel to it or point to another question. Uh even if uh like we're talking about we're talking about the creators kind of forgetting about stuff and it just kind of falling off as a result is the fan base of anything enough to make sure that does not happen. And again, then like, I think that goes back to that comment that I saw on the internet, you know, we create hype is the quote. And what voices are we listening to when we talk about this stuff, when we discuss this stuff? Yeah, you also have like generations of fans too. Like, because like when y'all were talking about that that question about like you know name 
three, you know, horror series. I think about that question from my daughter's point of view, which her answer is going to be scream. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't yeah. even bring mm-hmm. scream up. Right. Yeah. Like, so we really should have <laughs> honestly. Yeah. We so like there might be people who like are discovering Freddy Krueger through Rick and Morty where they yep. have scary Terry, you know, Terry. like that might be their introduction to, to Freddy Krueger, but then they find out, Oh, this isn't just like a funny character that calls everybody bitch every five seconds. Oh, a guy actually did that in a bunch of horror movies. Oh shit. <laughs> So, like, you always have the opportunity to create a new... I think that character is strong enough to create a new generation of fans. It's just, who's going to do something with it? Someone's got to, you know, plant the signpost. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it is Robert England at this point. Like, they probably do have to move on from him. He's... 76. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Time's running out, um... I always thought if if he's not going to play him right, at least let him executive produce. Mm-hmm. At least get get him involved somehow. Unfortunately, Wes Craven is no longer with us, but we need somebody connected to that franchise um, that knows the inner workings of it. If not him, maybe Heather Lane Camp. It's there needs to be a through line between what came before and what can happen next a, a concrete one something beyond fandom you know because you, you can't um i don't think at least from the creative perspective um like anybody can love this stuff right but you have got if you get in there and you have the opportunity uh, that love is not enough. Like you have got to care about it. I th- I think and, a good example is like, look at what they're doing now with Dune. Right. Like that fan base, there's a, there's a big fan base there, but that fan base alone was not going to resurrect that movie from 1984. Right. Which I could never get through as a kid. Yeah. Personally, I like that. I liked that movie. I, I just, do. I just couldn't get there. I've, you know, I've watched it since. I appreciate it more now. But you know, as a, as a little kid, I just wasn't. I kept wanting to watch it, but just not really. And now look at, you know, like it was never. To use the the buzzword from this episode, mainstream. As it is now, you, there's no way in the world they'd be making a second part to that movie if they hadn't have knocked part one out the park. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you're, I guess what we're saying is, you know, passion might carry you part of the way, but you're not going to get home without knowledge. Yeah. And you got to execute, like just yeah. when people are in these positions, they got to execute. Because I, I Make- think we've, we've seen what happens when, when one of those is lacking, when, um, unfortunately, and again, I don't want to use this word, but uh, when they're only, the only care is about the product and the result and not necessarily all the parts to it. I mean, you may not want to say it that way, but it's it's pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> It's pretty correct. Like, like people, you like people can tell when it looks like something came off of an assembly line mm-hmm. made by robots, rather than somebody being hands-on and direct and tactile with it. We see it. Uh, the wrong people build cinematic universes around it. It's it's not healthy. Uh, yeah, it's rough. I, I'm glad that we don't have like. Oh, and I, of course, I was like, I'm glad I was about to say, I'm glad we don't have like some sort of horror cinematic universe. And then I thought about the Conjuring universe. But then I thought about it again. I'm like, no, some of those movies have a lot of heart. You know, and, and yeah, uh, there's some shady mess about the war, about the real life Warrens involved. But uh, the fiction ones, they're fine. No relation. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> yes, no relation. No relation. It's, it's like how I get mad when uh, at Family Guy. Yeah, no relation. <laughs> Stuart Gilligan Griffin. <laughs> I just hear Adam <laughs> grumbling going, God damn it. What do you think I feel anytime someone talks about Chris Christie? It's like, God, stop. <laughs> It's even worse that he's your uncle. Oh, you <laughs> motherfucker. That was a joke. We don't need it. Totally a joke. Disclaimer, totally a joke. Uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> that was well executed. Hey, another movie they showed a trailer for last night was a new movie from A24 starring Nicolas Cage. Have you all seen the trailer for this movie called dream scenario yes because oddly enough we were what we were talking about one frederick jerome krueger and what does nicholas cage do in these movies he shows up in people's dreams oh yeah and, i have seen and there's there's even a clip in the trailer of him wearing a glove with knives for fingers it's like all right now i would see that movie yeah let's get weird I uh I really am enjoying Nicolas Cage's current I don't give a fuck era. I'm gonna do like, what I want. He he's been there for like thirty years almost. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> like it's been constant. It's just been lurking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as as an opportunity to plug an upcoming episode of the regular podcast where yeah. we'll be talking about Willie's Wonderland, Mandy and Renfield Nicholas Cage special. We really had to work hard to narrow that list down too. It was There's about so 10 movies. Many. Yeah. It got really weird. <laughs> I'm still going to watch pig. Yeah. I'm going to watch Mandy again. Cause goddamn, Yeah. That movie's uh, bad. It's he's so there's a, there's a when, scene I want to talk about, and I'm just like, no, you can't, you got to save it, especially when and it's it's not he said this, but he plays the character like he's Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I mean, which makes sense now, yeah, now to think about the movie, <laughs> uh, which is perfect because now I want to see that movie, or I want to see Nicolas Cage in a Predator movie. Based on the beginning, <laughs> when he's in the <laughs> helicopter, so it all it all works. <sighs> My three to watch are Color Out of Space, Pig, and the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Ah, nice. nice. In addition to, I also see he has a horror thriller coming out called Long Legs. Oh. I don't think I saw that one. Huh. It says uh, the premise is Lee Harker, which is not who he plays. A talented new FBI agent has been assigned to an unsolved case of a serial killer. As the investigation becomes more complicated and occult evidence is uncovered, Harker realizes a personal link to the ruthless killer and must act quickly to prevent another family murder. I'm going to guess he's the killer. <laughs> yeah yeah okay yep that's definitely going on the list oh and we, uh, we did not talk about this but I saw the, the red band trailer for uh, the remake of the toxic avenger and um, um, this has now shot up on my list of movies to see <laughs> because that trailer is uh yeah very very interesting uh peter dinklage is playing the toxic avenger so excuse me yes <laughs> all right yes. yes looks like kevin bacon and elijah wood are also in it yep it's wild that that we're in <laughs> we're at this point uh 
where okay and like we've been here before because yes it was late 80s early 90s but toxic avenger did have a syndicated cartoon so we've, we've been at this level of mainstream saturation before but now to come full circle and have this thing get back into public consciousness via a reboot is absolutely wild to me because because uh because toxic avenger part two was one of those video store movies <laughs> where i read it uh with a shit <laughs> and that was an odd movie trauma is uh it's just it's 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 not it's a trip uh anything else horror, horror movie wise uh before we take it on home and head out of here Honestly, I think we've hit on everything. We've definitely hit on everything I was aware of, and we've hit on a number of things that I was not. Sneak in a quick mention of uh, Alan Wake 2 coming out later this month. Oh, and that reminds me. Uh, folks, um, if you have access to PC or Xbox, by all means, give uh, El Paso Elsewhere a look. Uh, if you remember Max Payne 1 and 2, um, uh, think about that with the bullet time and, and the guns, but add werewolves and zombies and vampires and other crazy things. Uh, 50 levels. Um, you play as James Savage, a uh, folklore hunter turned vampire killer, as he's tasked with uh, killing his ex who just happens to be Dracula, the Lord of the Vampires. Um, it is a damn good game. Uh, check it out, because uh, games like this one are rare. Well, that just got put on my Steam wish list. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. check that out. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely a game for uh, for this particular time of the year. And to, to close on a I don't want to say down note because I don't actually think it is because it's just going to give this game a little more time to percolate. Uh, New Alone in the Dark, now delayed until next uh, January. So, if like yeah, me, yeah. you were looking at the fact that it was come out coming, it was going to come out the week after Alan Wake Two. Now it's not, so you're good. Yeah, uh, whatever it takes to make that game good. Agreed. Give it all the time it needs. And uh, speaking of time, uh, we're going to give our listeners all the time they need to recover from <laughs> us yapping at them <laughs> for the past hour plus. Uh, we'll be back next time. Hopefully, uh, with our full episode, we're going to take a look at Prey, Hellraiser, and uh, 2022's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, No Space, because there's a whole thing about space and chain and saw and, and no space. And there's a difference there. It's a very unique difference uh, that I will explain in detail when it's time to talk about the Texas chain, no space saw massacre from 2022 on Netflix. Watch it. You may or may not yell at your screen. I don't know, but watch it. And we'll talk about it. We'll see you all here next time. Either for that or free for all, or who knows? It's Halloween. Everybody gets at least one good scare. What it is, I don't know. We'll find out next time. Thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Game over. <laughs> Thank you.
Welcome everyone to Comics School, the podcast that takes you on an exciting journey through the captivating world of comics and education. I'm your host, Mike Dando, an education researcher, teacher educator, and above all, lifelong comics nerd. Join me as we delve into the powerful intersection of popular culture, civic literacy, and classroom pedagogy. Here at Comic School, we believe that comics are so much more than just colorful pages and speech bubbles. They are a gateway to imagination, a source of inspiration, and a medium for deep and meaningful learning. In each episode, we'll be bringing you engaging discussions with a wide range of guests in various fields. Together, we'll explore everything from effective literacy teaching strategies to the visionary designs of Cities for Tomorrow. Whether you're a lifelong comics aficionado, an educator looking for innovative teaching strategies, or simply someone curious about the power of visual storytelling, we've got something special in store for you. Comic School brings you engaging discussions with an array of extraordinary guests. Comic School, by comics folks, for everyone.